What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Crypto Bobby. Hope you are having a great day, great night, wherever you are watching or listening in from. Some great things to talk about today. Number one, the ridiculous run of BNB or Binance Coin, uh, and how the launch of Binance Launchpad has somewhat kind of recreated the Ethereum ICO craze and a little bit of the ETH pump associated with that. With Binance now a top ten cryptocurrency uh, globally. Also, want to talk about Coinbase backing down from the. Hashtag Coinbase delete movement or delete Coinbase movement. Something I didn't think would necessarily happen, but hey, they did. And also want to talk a little bit just about the market in general. And then finally, a little uh, experiment I'm just playing around with for fun this week, Lightning Lunch. Uh, so we'll talk about a lot of that and more. So one of the big things I think that you know, a lot of people have been talking about recently, um, just, I mean, if you look at the price of it, is Binance or BNB and the BNB token. So if we pull up on chain FX, BNB actually cycle load three months ago. And this is according to Masari. So they have that cycle low stat that we've talked about before, which is essentially the lowest trading price in USD of the asset since its all time high. So three months ago, BNB token recorded its lowest price against the USD since the all time high, which occurred believe that was in January of 2018. So since that cycle low, BNB is up 220%. And in the past 30 days, it's up 97%. In the past seven days, it's up 40%. So you might be thinking to yourself, uh, why the heck is BNB on an absolute tear? I'm sure you're aware of Binance being really the, the top exchange in crypto. This is the big thing that I think is really interesting to, to pay attention to, and it is Binance Launchpad right now. So um, as, as we've talked about in the past, and as I'm sure you were uh, aware of, or, or maybe not, but with Binance Launchpad, they are really a new ICO platform, or they're becoming an ICO platform. And it's, it's interesting on a couple levels, because number one, initial coin offerings or ICOs are essentially dead at this point in time. For better, or for worse, uh, you know, the ICO boom happened in, let's say, mid to late 2017 was really the, the heart of the boom where basically any project out there was raising tens of millions of dollars. Now, Binance has kind of kicked off this boom again. And it's interesting because in the United States, at least, companies are terrified. There are numerous ICOs out there that have still not released their tokens, some of which I have put money into some of which have refunded investors in totality. Uh, so there has been a number of different kinds of developments in the US. Binance is not serving these ICOs to US investors or to a couple other places. But the way that they are functioning this is, is interesting because they are only accepting BNB for this Binance Launchpad. So rather than in the past when you would invest in an ICO, typically it would be in Ethereum because it would be an ICO on the Ethereum platform. So you would invest in ETH and you would receive back uh, some type of ERC-20 token. Now, when you're investing on Binance, you can only pay for this with BNB. So there have been a number of ICOs that have happened so far. Fetch AI was one, the biggest one really being BitTorrent, the one that generated the most interest. Notably speaking as well with BitTorrent's ICO, you could also invest in Tron uh, because of the close relationship with BitTorrent and Tron. But 
now from now on you have really Binance only allowing for the investment of BNB or for these ICOs with BNB. And because of the relationship between Binance Launchpad and the 6, 7X that you saw with BitTorrent, there is a high demand for these ICOs uh, for a lot of these users. So it is really interesting to watch. And because of that, it has somewhat, not just somewhat, it has very much driven up the demand for Binance's BNB token. If we go here to, I mean, the chart has basically been on a straight moonshot since uh, that low in the very beginning of December. It's pretty incredible to see how that functions. And just thinking about that at like a really high level, if Binance can basically shrug off the regulation that the or the fear of regulation for a lot of these companies in the U.S. and says, hey, screw you guys. We don't really care if you're scared of U.S. regulation. We're, we're not offering this to U.S. investors, so we don't care. But we are going to create this launch pad. And rather than ETH essentially accruing value because people are buying Ethereum to participate in ICOs, now people are buying BNB to participate in ICOs. And if we pop over here to on-chain FX, now we have, a, now we have Binance as the eighth highest market capitalization and current market cap over stellar lumens over tron and one behind tether so pretty incredible to see how that's functioned and also interesting with this as well is that outside of eos which raised four billion dollars during their ico but these are pretty long-standing cryptocurrencies for the most part that are in the top 10 you have bitcoin you have ethereum you have xrp you have litecoin you have bitcoin cash which let's just say it's long-standing because it derived a lot of its value from bitcoin and from that fork uh, and then you have tether as well so binance really one of the newer comers to the space only being from uh, if we pull up the age here only as old as what do we have here Binance is a year and a half old. So outside of Binance or outside of Binance, BNB and EOS, Binance is incredibly young in the top 10 in comparison to really everything but EOS. And then if we say Tron too. So this is definitely something I'm keeping an eye on. I don't have a you know major position in BNB at this point in time, especially now when you look at kind of the, the bubbly nature of this. But when you think about what happened with the price of Ethereum, uh, and what happened during the ICO craze, if Binance is able to recreate some level of ICO craze, you can see this artificially uh, kind of propping up the price for as long as that might last or just kind of propping up the price for as long as that might last in totality. Now, this is something that we talked a little bit about during crypto coffee hour yesterday, but while I was away skiing and not doing much of anything other than skiing and eating food and drinking beer uh, in Banff, I missed a lot of this hashtag delete Coinbase movement. And typically, I find this fascinating because there is a very vocal group of individuals, or there typically is always a vocal group of individuals on Twitter, or on social media, wherever it might be, that get mad about certain things. There is kind of the just the, the entire culture as a whole of, of, I think, the world right now, or at least... The part of the world that I pay attention to is this, you know, really strong outrage culture. When something, you know, angers you, people freak out online and they get really angry about it uh, and they voice their displeasure. But typically, that's usually like a small minority. It's a small but loud minority. And I feel like a lot of businesses just kind of look at that and say, you know what? It's a hundred people on Twitter that are really mad, or a thousand people are on Twitter that are really mad, or on Reddit or wherever else. And we have you know five million customers, so we don't really care. We're just going to go on with business as usual. 
what happened with this is Coinbase acquired Neutrino, which is a company that was, uh, which is a blockchain analytics company, similar to chain analysis, uh, similar to a couple other ones out there. And this is interesting because Coinbase totally backtracked on the, on certain parts of the acquisition, I'll say, where there is a core group of individuals from Neutrino that were from Hacking Team. Uh, and Hacking Team is a company that had a very questionable past, we'll say, and had close ties to some nefarious and shady activities with governments uh, and of selling information to the detriment of society or to certain people as a whole. And because of that, there were two different things I think that people are mad about with this whole delete Coinbase movement. Number one, I think people are mad at the fact that they kind of found out, even though this should have been obvious previously, but the, the fact that they found out that Coinbase was you know, kind of tracking their, their cryptocurrency through these blockchain analytics tools. This uh, has been known if you have kind of paid attention for a while, but this, you know, Neutrino wasn't the only vendor that they were using. I believe they were using multiple vendors, chain analysis and others as well. So they were certainly were not just using one vendor. So the outrage over that is, I think, a little bit overblown. However, a lot of other people are just outraged that they chose to acquire this team, Neutrino, because of their association, because of the team's association with Hacking Team, which is that company that had a very, very questionable past and the fact that they sold kind of data to certain governments and kind of blew up really just very, very questionable ethics. And the fact that those ethics are now involved at Coinbase leads a lot of people to uh, just general unhappiness there. So Coinbase came out and said, you know, we our mission is to create this open financial system for the world, yada, yada, yada. Um, that's that's cool. That's great. Um, I personally don't necessarily, you know, that, that can be your mission, but I think mission statements as a whole, eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> but when we look at what they said, they said, we had a gap in our diligence process. While we looked hard at the technology and security of the product, we did not properly evaluate everything from the perspective of our mission and our values as a crypto company. We took some time to dig further into this over the past week, and together with the Neutrino team, we have come to an agreement. Those who previously worked at Hacking Team, despite the fact that they have no current affiliation with Hacking Team, will transition out of Coinbase. Essentially, anybody that worked at Hacking Team previously is now fired from Coinbase after the acquisition, and they're going to just take the people that are at Neutrino now um, that don't have that affiliation with Hacking Team and, and move on. Now... This is interesting for a couple different reasons. Number one, unless they have, unless Coinbase had like a really, 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 really bad diligence process, how do they not know of the affiliation, um, you know, the affiliation there? I would have loved to have been a fly in the wall during that M&A diligence process when somebody probably brought up like, hey guys, you know, this is, these guys from hacking team, like this might, this might get us, catch us a little bit of flack. And then somebody else is probably like, you know what? Let's let's take the risk. It's fine. You know, nobody's really going to realize it. It's going to be all good. People realize things. People don't forget. <laughs> and that's something that uh, I think, you know, they should have had the foresight to understand that the association of Neutrino and Hacking Team would have brought about, you know, negative feelings for a lot of their kind of not only just core user base, but for other people as well. And now one of the things that was was interesting with this, too, was. The, the subject of what made them do this. Because if, I think there are probably a couple different things that when you look at this and you think, hey, 
why would Coinbase make this change now after they've already gotten all this flack and they're going to go back and kind of backtrack? Uh, a couple people uh, in a Telegram group I'm in, uh, you know, we're just saying, hey, it's the, the Twitter outrage, the, the delete Coinbase movement. Other people like, hey, they got a bunch of mainstream press and major, you know, major articles or major, you know, websites that were documenting this and talking about the acquisition. Also, an interesting point, too, is just employees. Like, what if you were an employee of Coinbase? And let's not paint this picture that, you know, there, there are hundreds and hundreds of employees at Coinbase. You would have to think that a good amount of them, you know, read some of these articles about hacking team are like, hey, this is some shady shit. Uh, and this makes me uncomfortable as an employee. And I'm sure that was voiced internally as well. So regardless of what happened, Coinbase backtracked on it. But I think it does go to prove a little bit of an interesting point about the industry too, of there are very smart people in the industry that pay attention. And when you try and sneak something by them, a lot of times you're going to get caught and it's going to get blown up in your face and that, you know, those business decisions you have to think about in the long run. So I, I guess good to see that Coinbase has done this. I think the damage is done from a public perception, though. I think most people look at this and say, OK, you know, they recognize the mistake and they, you know, and they they course corrected. But at the same point in time, would they have done that if this whole movement wasn't started? Um, and I guess, you know, shout out to the people, too, who. You know, typically when I see the the level of, of like Twitter outrage and things like that, I think, you know, it's it's really not going to do much. But shout out to the people who who kind of you know uncovered a lot of this information and made a change, because I do think that that's notable and, and hopefully will be to the benefit of Coinbase's users that they don't have to potentially deal with um, additional shady conduct. So one of the last things. I'll talk about today, and this is something that I'm going to do for the rest of the week. Did it You know, today is March 5th, Tuesday. Uh, yesterday was, was Monday, kicked off the week. This is a little something stupid that I decided to do on Twitter. So in case you missed out, and it's only nine tennis at the time of recording this, so I'll probably get this video up before lunch. But um, yesterday decided to do, rather than Lightning Trust or the Lightning, you know, Lightning Trust, I had to do a little hashtag Buffalo Chicken Trust, or, or we could call this Lunch Trust, Lightning Lunch, whatever you want to call this. But the first person that... Uh, goes out and buys a buffalo chicken wrap and sends a receipt to me. As you guys know, I'm a big buffalo chicken wrap fan. First person that goes out, buys a buffalo chicken wrap, sends me a picture of the buffalo chicken wrap with a receipt. I will go forward and you just tweet tweet at me at crypto underscore Bobby. Uh, and I will pay for your meal plus a little extra beer money if you'd like as well uh, via tipping.me and Bitcoin Lightning. So if you guys are on Twitter and you perhaps like Buffalo chicken wraps and you want a free meal, um, definitely <laughs> would love to see, would love to see a, a couple Buffalo chicken wraps on Twitter today. If you're not familiar with tipping.me would encourage you to check it out. Uh, and hopefully this will help a few extra people experiment with the lightning network. I think it is a fun experiment as a whole and something that I'm enjoying participating in. Uh, so definitely check that out on Twitter today. If uh, if you don't see anybody else, if you don't see me posting about a winner, you might still have time to get yourself a free lunch if you enjoy Buffalo chicken wraps as much as I do. Get yourself that for free and uh, a little bit of extra beer money. And on a side note, too, uh, you know, I am going to a Casa meetup in New York tonight, so that should be cool. I believe the CEO of Casa, as well as one of the Bitcoin uh, core devs, will be there speaking. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to learn a good amount of information there uh, from that meetup, kind of 
get a feel for what's going on, get a feel for what's happening in the Casa ecosystem, the Bitcoin Lightning ecosystem. We'll be happy to share that with everybody on the YouTube channel and on the podcast tomorrow. Now, if you are new to the channel by any chance, make sure to hit that subscribe button, the notify bell to get these videos as soon as they do come out. Uh, and if you're on the podcast, would love for you to hit that subscribe and leave a rating and a review. Thank you guys so much for your time. Really do appreciate it. Crypto Bobby, hope you're having a great one. Signing out. Peace.